back for season two. My name is Neve Dunphy and welcome to Irish Music Gems, the podcast. The podcast that aims to showcase to you some of Ireland's best new music talent. This week's guest is Nori singer-songwriter Lauren Ann. I absolutely love this chat. We discussed everything from the difference between self-produced music to studio-produced music, musical films, how Lauren Ann's music career began, and so much more, including our Irish Music Gem. This is Irish Music Gems podcast with Lauren Ann. Lauren and welcome to Irish Music Gems podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm grand. Thanks. Tell us a bit about yourself. So my name's Lauren Ann. I'm an 18 year old uh, singer songwriter, and I'm from Ireland. Um, I started writing music like last year, I want to say. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all. This. <laughs> so talking about writing music, what's your writing process like? So I have to be like in a good mood to write a song. Um, like the like the melody for the song will come to me first, and I'll write the guitar pieces, like the guitar parts around that. Oh, cool. And then the words, like the lyrics, like the last thing that'll come to me. Um, but yeah, I, I have to be in a good mood. I can't write a song if I'm in like a, a bad mood for some reason, even though my songs are like relatively dark. <laughs> That's <laughs> interesting, I, though. Yeah, I have to be, like, happy or whatever to write a song. Because people often say that they use songwriting as a way to combat their sadness, don't they? So it's interesting. Yeah. It's, music is like, an, like a sort of like an escape thing as well. But I, I don't know why I have to be in a good mood. Like, it just, nothing comes to me if I'm in a bad mood. It's like probably a, a headspace thing. Yeah, I have like a mental block. <laughs> I sad, so I just can't write anything. It's a, yeah, it's kind of like when you are sad, like a sadness takes over and you can't do it. Yeah, there's no motivation. Yeah, I get it. So you said you started writing songs like last year. Tell us about how your music career began. So I was always, I was in a few bands before uh, like lockdown, um, and then lockdown gave me more time to focus on writing music and um i was recording like covers of songs and i was posting them on instagram and um one of them covers got like caught the attention of rowan and al from beardfire the beardfire is a like a label based in dublin yeah and um they help with this podcast yeah and then um so then they asked me to do an interview for their uh radio show it was quarantine fm and then i did the radio show and i played an original on that show what was and the original played on that show actually it was how it works ah cool they asked me to come down into their studio to do like a live lounge session and then i came back and then recorded how it works like a studio version yeah and released the track and then that's how like and then we just went from there Talk to me about the influence behind how it works because when I, like I got sent the release by Rome before I came out and I was like, this is like pure childhood vibes for me. Yeah, um a lot of my stuff is like influenced by like nineties bands. Um Why It Works is definitely influenced by a lot of nineties stuff. Um like Pixies and yeah. like No Doubt and a lot of that stuff. Um I wanted to like incorporate in my music, so how it yeah. works is definitely um, influenced by a lot of them bands. What's your favorite No Doubt song? I do. I love um, 
I think it's, I'm, do you know Just a Girl? Yeah. It's my favorite because it's like a feminist anthem. <laughs> that is actually a feminist anthem. Yeah, and I, I really, I really love Gwen Stefani. I think she's, she's just amazing. So that's them. Gwen Stefani's underrated these days. Yeah, she is. Um, I think she's so talented and she's, she's still making amazing music like nowadays. Um, she's definitely underrated. Doesn't get as much credit as she used to. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, I think Don't Speak really took no doubt, like, into, like, the, it really gave them a lot of, like, uh, recognition. Yeah. Uh, and then, I think, and then she went off and did, like, a solo career, and I think she, and then she, she was doing really well. I think she's really underrated, like, still at that, though, but just because of, like, how talented she is. Her solo career was, like, peak level, though. Really good, Yeah. It was more like I don't want to say like pop. Honestly, yeah. Like it was more like it was less. They were like a ska band from like the nineties. Like no doubt it was. Yeah. And then she did like mainstream music, but it was it was still amazing to listen to. It worked like mainstream music. The transition from like that kind of no doubt phase to the mainstream worked for her because people loved her back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was. It's a bit. It was a bit of a strange like change from like a like a ska band and then going into mainstream music. But like she suits both genres like really well. She definitely made it work for her, didn't she? Yeah, because <laughs> it was like, do you remember at one stage it was like when she was big like that every second song on the radio was Queen's fun. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was younger, like a lot of her solo stuff was on the radio constantly. Yeah. I loved- there was like the great escape um that was a great song actually it was amazing and then there was like what you waiting for and all that stuff it was always on the radio um and i think like i like at that stage like when i was younger i never knew about no doubt i only knew Gwen Stefani as a solo artist and then as i got older i found no doubt and i just fell in love with like that music so did you like her before you knew who no doubt were so yeah i was i was a fan of her like, because when I was younger, I was more into, like, mainstream pop music. Yeah. Uh, it took me a while to sort of navigate, you know. Like, that happens, though. Yeah, it took it took me a while to sort of figure out, like, what my music taste was. Just because I was, I don't know, it just, it took me a while. And then I You try and fit in with your friends when you're younger. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then, and I didn't know that, like, music, I always loved music, but I didn't know that I was going to pursue it. Um, and then I found like 90s grunge and all that stuff and then I find no doubt and I just fell in love with that stuff. So. It's mad how you'd heard Gwen Stefani first and you like No Doubt more now probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say I like No Doubt more because it, it's more my music taste. Yeah. Um, I would still listen to like her, her solo career stuff. Yeah. But uh, No Doubt is definitely definitely my favorite <laughs> yeah i'd be the same there to be honest but every so often i'll have spotify and sh- on shuffle and sh- pop up when you're like oh I forgot to put that in there yeah yeah um i think one of her songs has gotten really big on tiktok as well like one of her solo career songs i can't um, remember i don't remember which one it is it's a remix of it anyway isn't it i remember being like that's Gwen stefani <laughs> like on tiktok <laughs> it's a remi- it's a remix of it anyway though isn't it like it's not the yeah. actual i think so I'm not sure. I just remember like 
watching a video and then it saying it like going to Fanny at the bottom and I was like, oh, do you not TikTok now? But they should have done uh, that with everything though. Like all the old music's coming up in TikTok remixes. Yeah, a lot of um, songs that were released like ages ago are getting recognition on TikTok now. And I think it's amazing because I, there's a band called Mother Mother. Yeah. And I was a huge, like I still am a huge, huge fan of theirs. And um, their stuff's getting really big now on TikTok. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's it's a good platform for like um, like a lot of people's music, like careers, like take off from a song being noticed on TikTok, and I think it's I think it's really cool. Yeah, because even the only reason why I use TikTok, I don't actually use it myself, but I just use it to look at uh, music. Yeah, I don't actually use TikTok either. Like I don't make videos on TikTok, um, but I I do think that it's good for. Like the music scene, I think a lot of people's uh, careers have really taken off from it. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's mad how easy it is to go like viral on TikTok. Though. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I only recently got on TikTok. Sorry, uh, like last month or something. Yeah, I was I was the same because I was like refusing to download it. Same, like literally. <laughs> yeah. And then my friend was like, "No, download it. I need to send you like memes and stuff." And I was like, right, "Yeah." Right. I'll get TikTok and um, I mainly just use it for watching videos like I don't actually make videos yeah. on TikTok would you ever make like covers or anything because I know some people that we know do that um, I, I don't know I maybe um, at the minute I'm I'm like I'm in school so it would yeah. be it would just be a matter of like having the time to record coverage. yeah yeah um, like I recorded a lot of covers during lockdown uh, in 2020 just because I didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now uh, schools are opened back up again and I'm doing online school, so it's a lot harder to find the time. What's that like for you? It's not the easiest. Um, I think if everything's up in the air at the minute, uh, like we were told that exams have been cancelled and then now we're told that like exams are going ahead and we have we have oh. to go through exams now uh in March and like we were always told that like we weren't gonna be doing exams and then it it's it's that's not really fair to you. It's not it's not the most fair thing, but like I think everyone's in the same situation. So um I think that we just need to get through this year because this is my last year of school now, uh, high yeah. school. Yeah. And then uh, I would have been going to uni or whatever, but um, yeah. oh, I'm taking the gap year to focus on music. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm trying to get the grades. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just anyway. Yeah, I'm 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 okay now. Like I've, I'm passing my subjects, um, but it is a strange situation that no one's ever been in before. So I think everyone, like everyone's in the same boat. Yeah, it's quite. As I was saying earlier, it's quite. It's a unique one. Yeah, but um, like it's it is strange just because like it this hasn't happened before like to anyone our age, but um, and I also feel that we've missed out on a lot of opportunities. Oh yeah, people at this age would have got like um, a lot of my friends would have been like learning to drive um, and stuff like that, and yeah. I would have been learning to drive, but I had to shield because we got um, I have a few like vulnerable people in my house. So oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I couldn't get out to get my driving lessons or and then there was yes. also like the um 
like the formal. Yeah, you missed out on the formal. Yeah, I missed out on formal as well. Oh. I was just looking forward to formal from when I was like a baby. <laughs> oh um, no. Yeah, but like, there's nothing we can do about it so long as everyone's like keeping safe. But it's, like, the only thing is though is that when you do get to do like your driving lessons and stuff, it'll mean more because yeah. you had to wait for. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just I'm hoping that I will get my driver's license because <laughs> because I like because I haven't got lessons yet. I don't know. I am a bit nervous, but yeah. I, hoping to get the license soon so i'm kind of in the same boat where you can actually learn to drive in adapted car mm. when you're in a wheelchair so basically it can be a car that i can drive up into and then yeah. like the front seat taken out and do it by hand controls instead yeah so i wanted to learn to do that in the summer but with the way things are down here don't think so yeah, yeah a lot of people have missed out on good opportunities um but it's it's more you know keeping healthy and keeping safe is the most important thing yeah what's a song that would remind you of your school days normally of my school days yeah um gosh i'm not actually sure i think a lot of the pixies stuff just because i i would have it on in the mornings when i was like getting ready to go to school oh really when I think of like going to school, like Pixies music pops into my head. <laughs> oh, really? Um, there was, yeah, and then there was a song that me and my friend used to sing. Do you know I Want It That Way? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Me and my friend used to sing that song in school all the time, and I don't know why, it was just like our song that we used to sing. That's so cool. that reminds me of school as well. Um, gosh, I can't really think of anything else. <laughs> That's that. That is not what I expected you to say, given your music <laughs> taste. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know why we sang that song. We just did. It was because like we were watching or something on TV about it, or it was like an inside joke or whatever, or, like like a TV show that we both watched. That's uh, funny. Yeah. So that reminds me of school quite a bit. That's that's really random. That wasn't what I expected you to say. It was funny. I know. <laughs> So, talking from a success point of view for you, you've done quite well lately, haven't you? Yeah, it's 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 really surreal. Um, in a way that like I've only started, I only started releasing music like October, like September, October last year. Yeah. Um, to get like that bit of like I don't know to get like noticed a wee bit is is quite strange. Yeah. Uh, considering that I only started. Uh, like a little bit ago um but it's like I couldn't be like more appreciative and like grateful for like everything that like all the opportunities that I've been given and all that and when we're talking about you getting noticed we're talking about the fact that your song got played on BBC Radio Ulster did it yeah, yeah it, was, that. it was strange um because like whenever I started off um I said to my parents I was like my music if my music is played on bbc that'll be just amazing because that was like my first like goal that i wanted to reach and then i i got it but like i got it a lot quicker than i thought i would have i thought it was gonna it was gonna take a while um so yeah that whole experience was quite strange and surreal 
So explain how that happened. So I got a message from BBC across the line and they asked if I could send through my song Angel Eyes to be played on BBC Radio Ulster. And I was like completely like blown away by that. I was like, oh my God, of course. <laughs> so I sent it through and then me and my family sat down to listen to the radio show. And then uh, it was actually picked as their monthly favorite track. Yeah. Uh, which was which was so strange for me because um, I was up, I was in good company. I was played alongside a lot of good up and coming artists. Who were you, um, who were you uh, played so alongside? There's Noah Wu. He's, yeah. he's really talented. Yeah. Um, there was another band, I think it was called like LB, the band or uh, something like that. And they were all like, their, their tracks were amazing. Um, and then like for my song, we picked as a monthly favorite, which was really strange and surreal. But um, I couldn't have been like more appreciative. Of was that Angel Eyes, yeah? Sorry? Was that Angel Eyes? Yeah, that was Angel Eyes, yeah. I'd say that was crazy for you, was it? It was. Um, considering Angel Eyes has only been out, uh, like, not even a month yet, I don't think. Yeah. Um, Maybe a little over a month since you sent that to me. It's, it's got a lot more, like, it's it's gotten a lot more attention um, than some of my other tracks, and it's it was quite unexpected uh, in a way that, like, I only released it, like, not even a month ago. And then for it to be played on BBC was just really strange. Because, to be honest, from look, obviously I knew you were a bird fire artist, anyway, but for me, it was the recognition from Nile or Nine that made me like, I need to know who you are. Yeah, it was, yeah. Talk to you about that. He, he's been so supportive and um, he's just been the, the nicest. Like, he's, he's always liked my stuff and like supported my stuff. Um, I think he, like, I've, like, when, I think I emailed, we were, like, emailing, and he did a premiere, a premiere post for How It Works. That's the one that I saw, and I was like, who was this one? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was strange, because How It Works was, like, it was the first, like, proper song that I released that was, like, yeah. actually, um, you know, like, it was done properly in, like, a studio and stuff, because I yeah. really don't it on me, and it was self-produced, um, but how, for like for nine or nine to notice my first track like I released ever was just really strange. How do you compare self-producing to like being um supported by your producing? Um, how did I get from self-producing to like? No, so like, how would you compare the differences? Oh, um, I think whenever you're in a studio, you know. Yeah, like I like to take on board, like, like it's it's a better experience just because, you know, you know that then people like they they really like they like your stuff. Um, yeah. And you know, self-producing a track is like you get to like I don't know. It was I usually like record my stuff on GarageBand, like my demos and stuff. Yeah, I've used so, GarageBand um, a lot. I produced uh, "Don't Take It Out on Me" on GarageBand, um, and I think like. I want to get more a bit more experience in like producing tracks and stuff. Did you do all of that yourself? Um, yeah, I That's did. That's really good. Thank you. <laughs> it you was know first, it was the first track that I produced was Don't Take It Out On Me and then I released it on Spotify. How old were you when you did that? Um 17? 17. 17. Yeah. 
that's impressive. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> that's Thank cool. You. Thank you. Yeah, no, I didn't know that, but yeah, no, I, just, I wanted to get your comparison on like that just for as mm -hmm. interested myself. Um, well, working on a track, like producing a track by yourself, you can get like sort of in your head a bit, where it's like, you yeah. have to the song and, you know, I didn't really understand like what I was doing because it was the first song that I'd released yeah. and I'd produced. So having an idea of a song and then not knowing actually how to like go about producing it, um, it can be like frustrating, but I, I was happy enough with the outcome of Don't Take It Out On Me. And then I, like the difference between like working by yourself, like producing by yourself and then having like, uh, you know, like the guys from Beardfire produce. What's it like to work around them? It's amazing. They're so, they're so supportive and, you know, there's no, like, there's no, like right or wrong, like there's no atmosphere of like feeling like you're being judged or anything like that. Yeah. It's so, it's just an amazing, um, the like the creating amazing atmosphere for the artists and they're so sweet and they're so funny and it's 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 amazing working with them it really is yeah they're they actually are really funny they're not wild oh they're uh, they're crazy it's so funny <laughs> i remember ron was sending me some of the john frogmorton set the frogmorton seller promo stuff yeah um like oh just felt i was in the frog costumes i was like <laughs> I know, I got one of their, I got the t-shirt and so I, really actually. I love the design, um, I, I, I love the music as well, the Frogmore Sally stuff, I think it's really cool. Yeah, the, the progressive rock is definitely their thing, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it's really different, but it, it really works, it's like, well. Talking of which, who's your biggest musical influence? Um, well, I love, like, Obviously, like I love '90s bands. Uh, I love Nirvana. Like they were. Oh, same. Uh, Pixies. Um, there's a band called The The. Like The The. They're That's tongue-tied to say, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, no doubt, it's a huge influence. I also love um, bands like Muse. Oh, I love Muse. There, yeah, they were. They were like one of the first bands that I get into. Um, like when I was like 14, 15, I had a huge news phase. And like I remember watching like one of their live, uh, like live performances, and I was like, music is what I want to do. Like I just thought it was amazing. That really influenced it. Yeah, it was, it was a really weird moment where it was like, I was watching, like, I was watching it on the TV, and I was like, there, it was like a live, I think. I forget where they were performing, but I was like, that's amazing. Like music is definitely what I want to do. It was, it was just really, um, like, I don't know, I guess it was kind of like empowering in a way. Where it was yeah, like, I get uh, I think Matt Bellamy is just an amazing guitarist as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Level. So it was, yeah, it was, they're definitely a big influence as well. Um, and then Freddie Mercury from Queen. Oh, nice. He, yeah, um, I absolutely love him. What's your favourite Queen song? Huh? My favourite Queen song? Yeah. Um, I love, uh, I love I Want to Break Free, and I know that's so, like, generic, but, like, everyone likes that song, but I really yeah. love that song. 
I also love uh, Seven Seas of Rye. Yeah, every Korean song is a classic, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, I don't. They've never. They've never released a bad song. Like all of their songs are amazing. Like um, I watched. What did I watch? I watched Bohemian. I watched Bohemian Rhapsody and I watched Rocket Man in yeah. the last lockdown. And I really amazing films. I really really loved Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I remember. I think I watched it in the cinema. And I wa I like I came home and I was just like obsessed with the movie and I like I had to like like go back and see it and then I how many times did I see it? I think I must have seen it like four or five times in the cinema and then it came out like on the TV and it was just constantly on in my house just because I loved the movie so much. I think. Oh did, really? Yeah, I think they did a really good job. Uh, and then Rocket Man was just amazing too. It was fantastic. Rocket Man, I was just. Because my friend had went to like a driving cinema thing. Mm. It was like, I went to see Rockman. So I hadn't watched it. So I was like, he said, watch it. He said, like, watch it. You'll enjoy it. And then um, I watched it and I was like, how have I not watched this before now? Yeah. It was, there was a lot of them. A lot of them films came out where it was like about um, like the singers' lives. Yeah. All, they all came out like around the same time. Oh, no, is that yeah. Yeah, they were both they were both really amazing movies, um, and I think that like I think they did a good job like with like Rami Malek and uh, Taron Egerton like they did amazing jobs like they looked very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so they were both really really good movies. Did you see the Beatles one? The Beatles one. No. What yeah. One was that? What Yesterday was it's called. Yesterday, oh, I did see that one, yeah. Oh, it was, it's really good. It was, it was fantastic as well. Because, like, I'm sure you know this point, I'm obsessed with Azure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> part of me went to see it because Azure was in it. But, yeah. Oh, like, my mom used to love the Beatles, so I kind of grew up on the Beatles. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, that film was just so good. It was fantastic. Um... I yeah Ed, Sheer Ed Sheeran like I used to love his stuff when I was younger he was also quite a big like a big part of like my childhood like music scene where like I would just I would just listen to his stuff like on repeat all the time. <laughs> I think anyone that loves music anybody kind of passionately at some point has yeah. went through an Ed Sheeran phase definitely. Yeah I remember I went to see him live because my best friend she was obsessed with him like she loved him so we went to go see him live in concert and he was he was fantastic i've seen five times Jeez. i think and every single time i'm just like what yeah he, he's he's really good he's fantastic it's um, not but like i wouldn't uh like i loved his older stuff um but now that like I'm sort of in more of like the grunge. Yeah, there was one. There was one track on the latest album that he brought out, and it's like weirdly enough, it's like Bruno Mars and Chris Stapleton, right? But it's like it's a pure rock track. Yeah. It's called Blow. I heard it and I was like, whoa, this is an edge here. It's. Yeah, I don't think I heard that one. Because it's. Yeah, look that up afterwards. It's Chris. It's Chris Stapleton just screaming at the start of it, and they're like, this is the what. Like, right. no, it's oh, it's good. Like I liked it, but I was like, this is not what I expected there. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to listen to that then. You, you, will, you will enjoy it. And for Bruno Mars as well, I just thought it was a bit weird, but it was good. <laughs> yeah, I'll listen but to that. Anyway. I was away somewhere and somebody came into my room and went, Neil, what? Like, what the hell are you listening to? And uh, I was like, that's a germ. I was like, that's a germ. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Someone's screaming and you're like, yeah, that's a germ. It was funny because, like, came in and thought it was wrong. I was like, are you all right? I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was just funny, I was like, uh, right, that whole, like, album he kind of went, his last one he went on, he did Mishmash and everything, do you know So, what's your, like, dream venue to play? Um, I think, like, a lot, I want to play at, like, a, a festivals and stuff like Glastonbury and, um, like, Lollapalooza and, uh, there's Slane Castle, do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to play those. I think that they would be really, really cool to play. Um, and I always see, like, I, I love watching, like, live performances, um, like, on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like, obsessed with watching all that stuff. So they look like, really amazing venues to play. Yeah, because who was it did Slane here? I think it was 1975. Yeah, I think, did the Killers do Slane as well? Yeah. Oh, it was, there was someone who... Like, big, they're really, uh, yeah, there's someone big one personally. Like, I think it was like before COVID hit, anyway. Yeah, so, um, now that you say it, it is the killers. Was it the killers? I think, yeah. I'm not sure, I would have to like research that. I looked that up afterwards, yeah. but yeah, I, about them to play whatever. I think so, because we were looking to go in Glasgow. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I think. Oh wait, no. I think it might have been Malahide Castle they were going to play. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think because I, I think my mom got tickets to go see them. Oh really? Yeah. And then I don't. I didn't go ahead, obviously. But. I've heard though that a killer's gig is like. Unreal. Haven't been I, yet. Yeah. I like I would listen to some of their stuff. Um, I've never seen them live, but like I wouldn't. I, I like I would be up for seeing them live. Like if someone gave me a ticket, I'd like yeah. So. <laughs> What's your favorite concert you've gone to? I think well, when I was mm, a few years ago, I went and I seen Frank Iero and the Patience. Do you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, the guitarist from My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Yeah. He played uh, in Dublin and he was really, really amazing. And then I seen Swede. And, uh, I'd say Swede was good, was it? It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were just amazing. And uh, it was it was such a weird like experience because I was like the youngest person in the audience. Like there was a lot of like older people there. Yeah. And they were kind of like looking at me as if like the One Direction concert was down the street. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> It was it was fantastic. They put on an amazing show. It was really like dramatic as well. Like they had this like curtain like up, and he was like behind it, and it was just like his shadow. And like it was it was fantastic. It was just a, a really amazing performance. I'd say I'd say that would be to be honest. Like they're a band that you'll see once and not forget about. Yeah, that like oh my god, I'm just like obsessed with their stuff. They're they're really amazing, and I think they're really underrated as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I, like all of their stuff, like all their albums have been fantastic. Like, I think people listen to this and be like, "Who are you, Tony?" 
Yeah, yeah, I know. But they were they were huge in the nineties. Yeah, um, that's how I find them because like my dad. That's all your. Yeah, like all my music tastes and stuff. My dad listened to them, and um, yeah, he I like I heard one of their songs. I think it was so young, and yeah. I just had research them and like listen to more of their stuff and then I was like fell in love with them. That's it that's interesting. I was expecting it as I was expecting it as I swear to me. Yeah. Well there were it was I also like at the same time I found them I was watching a movie and one of their songs were in the soundtrack of that movie and I was like right okay I'm gonna have to What like, film was that? It was The World's End. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It was Directed by like Edgar Wright, um, he's like one of my favorite like directors. Uh, it's like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, I love Simon Pegg. Just, so do I. Uh, I love stuff. Um, and yeah, so like that, like that song "So Young" by Swede was in that soundtrack, and it was. You only have to realize that now that you've said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I forget what scene it was but it was like relatively like at the start of the movie and i was like right i have to listen to more of this band it was just it was so good yeah what's your favorite song from the film talking about um i love like there's well i love the soundtrack from the world's end uh yeah. i love uh i love a movie called scott pilgrim versus the world yeah uh, yeah yeah the soundtrack and like in that is it's fantastic um i love like a lot of soundtracks i wouldn't say that like i love like one specific song from a movie i love once upon a time in hollywood the soundtrack yeah. that movie fantastic yeah as well um yeah there's i think possibly the soundtrack from scott pilgrim is probably my favorite yeah i can see why it's great yeah, time that movie is just fantastic. I think it's also directed by Edgar Edgar Wright, which is great. But I yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, that those soundtracks are just fantastic. Have you heard the soundtrack from Juno? Juno. Yeah. I've wanted to see Juno for so long. Have you not seen Juno? Have you not seen Juno? No. Uh, but I, do, I know what it's about. Like I know the movie, but I haven't seen it. I really, really want to see it. Watch Juno and listen to the soundtrack. The soundtrack from Juno. I love the soundtrack from Juno. So good. Yeah, I'll I'll check that out afterwards. Because this is just a reference to anybody that's done leave insert in Ireland. You're made watch Juno for your comparative film. If you do hard of English for leave insert, so so everybody in this country knows the soundtrack. Now it's soundtrack and film of Juno inside it. It's really yeah, funny. I'll definitely have to check that out afterwards. So just back to your own music for a sec. What's your like, what's the story of your current single, Angel Eyes? So, Angel Eyes, I wrote it, like, based on, like, everyone has had an experience with someone where they've come across as, like, the complete angel, and they're, like, the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, it's about um, falling for someone who is not good for you at all. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, they come across as, like, this really really great person and then they're not so that's it's like yeah, yeah it's about like false um like false impressions and stuff like that yeah Meeting yeah because yeah. everybody's everybody 
has that at least once, whether it's a relationship or a friendship. Yeah, it, it, like, it doesn't even have to be like a romantic relationship. It can be like anything. Like someone, like, you know, everyone everyone has met someone in their life who have just like came across as amazing and then turns out that they didn't actually have your best interest at heart for the entire time. I was literally about to say that. Yeah, um, it's, it's quite a universal like experience. Like a lot of people have experienced it. Uh, sadly <laughs> but uh, yeah that's pretty much what it's about I think those kind of experiences of the world make you a stronger person definitely yeah um, and they make for great songs <laughs> so, oh yeah definitely like yeah. like magnifying your own sadness can just make great songs for other people can't they <laughs> yeah um, so what's an achievement you're most proud of um just the fact that like I'm pursuing music at the minute is quite a big achievement for me because I am quite a shy person like naturally I've always been yeah. quite shy um and actually like you know trying to pursue music it's it's not something that I've done before it's you know it's it's a new thing for me and to put myself out there um and to be like for people to like actually like appreciate my stuff yeah um it's, it's i'm quite proud of that yeah i can understand why especially since you haven't been doing it that long the recognition that you're getting already yeah it's it's all really really appreciated um and yeah because i am quite shy it's not something that like i thought i would ever do yeah um, but yeah i am i'm quite proud of the fact that i'm i'm putting myself out there it can be hard when you are quite shy, because I would be as I'm well, to put yourself out there for these kind of things, because you're like, oh, but people like this, but I just get laughed at, what, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that was, that was mostly my fear at the start. Um, you know, when, even when I was just posting covers, I wasn't even writing songs at the time, but, um, you know, I was like, oh, God, what if people don't like it, and what if people don't like my stuff? And But, you know, I think people can get in their heads too much, like I, oh yeah i was like i like no one like my stuff like i haven't really had like a bad experience and like i was um completely like thinking that like before i started doing music i was completely thinking that like no one would like my stuff yeah and to be able to like release my stuff and have it appreciated and um for it to have a bit of recognition is just is amazing yeah it's like when you put yourself out there, when you start getting the recognition for things, it's like, oh, it's a weird kind of validation, isn't it? Like, people it's actually like this. Scary, yeah. It's like, um, I've grown in confidence quite a bit, uh, like, since I've released music. Just because I, I didn't think that anyone would like my stuff, and then, you know, it turns out people actually do quite like my stuff. Um, yeah. It definitely gave me, like, the confidence boost that, that, like, that I needed. Yeah. What's an artist that you'd like to work with? Sorry, who's an artist you'd like to work with? Um, I, I would love to work with Sir Chloe. I think that uh, their stuff is just amazing. They've, like every song they've released is just fantastic. I would love to work with the Aubreys as well. They're like a two-piece uh, band. Um, and it's like their stuff is quite indie, but it's also like there's also quite like 90s like yeah influences in it as well and i think like their stuff is just really really cool um 
gosh, I don't know. I think like obviously like I would love to work with like the Pixies or like stuff like like bands like that. Yeah. Um, just like bands that have like influenced me. I would I think it would be really cool to work with like those people. Yeah. Just to see just to kind of see what like why they created the music that you loved when you were younger. Yeah, yeah. And then like the bands that I listen to now, like Sir Chloe and the Aubrey's, like they've got a lot of nineties influences mm. like in their stuff and you can hear it. Yeah. Um, I think that like working with them would be really cool considering that like I'm really influenced by the nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's a song um that reminds you of your childhood? Um Man Eater by Nelly Furtado. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about this earlier. Oh my god, that song so much! Like it was my favorite song ever. Like I used to sing it all the time. And then I loved Mika, Grace Kelly. Oh, tune. It, yeah, it, I just love that song as well. Um, well, a song that reminds me of a childhood. Is, do, do you know the Crazy Frog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it terrified me but like it reminds me of my childhood because of like how scared I was of it I was just completely terrified of the crazy frog really um, yeah oh my god it traumatized me it was that's mad and like every time I hear like the crazy frog it I get freaked out it's like I can't listen to it even crazy. still yeah well like I'm not scared of the crazy frog anymore because obviously I've realized that it is an animation and it's yeah. not a real frog yeah but like the song it's just, I've got like, oh God, I don't know. Like, it just makes me feel like sick. I hate the song. I'm like, I just, oh, it freaks me out. Oh, that's, that's funny. <laughs> that's, great. that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you I know what I mean? Like nightmares of the crazy frog. Did you actually? Yeah, yeah. I was like completely terrified. Oh. And I don't know why. Like that's a little blue mad. frog terrified me. That's really funny. <laughs> do you remember? I don't know whether you know this, but do you remember these people? A song out in the room and it was called Gummy Bear. Oh my god, yes. The they've video got, from that used to freak me out. They've got the Gummy Bear song and the Crazy Frog. They've got the same energy. Yeah, like, that video like, used to freak me out. <laughs> the Gummy Bear, yeah, it freaked me out too. But not as much as the Crazy Frog. But like the gummy bear song is quite strange. Yeah. Yeah. It was everywhere. That was Jesus, your one that was like God, two thousand seven. Yeah, it was it was huge. Jesus. You have to like bring my head right back there. Um trying to think what year it was. Because I remember this was yeah. obviously like pre-smartphones and all but I remember playing games on my sister's phone and one of them was like a crazy frog racer game. Oh my god. That's I, I wouldn't play that game. That's like but it was like pre-smartphone so it was like an yeah. all Nokia two three ten with the buttons. <laughs> Do you know what I, I mean? I, like I always had the music on like in my house like whenever like we were going out to school in the morning it's like we always had the music channel on. Yeah. And the crazy frog would have been on quite a lot yeah gummy bear song and all that stuff so like that's how i would have like that's how i would have like yeah and just on the nelly Furtado thing, like i don't know why this came up but a remix of 
Jada, her song Say It Right. Mm -hmm. That came up the other day and it's stuck in my head ever since then. Yeah, her, like, I was like a really big fan of her stuff. Um, like, I don't even know what age it was. I was, I was quite young. Um, but Man Eater was definitely my favorite, like, song ever. Yeah, because you're younger than me and I remember being like 10 and sitting in one of my best friends' bedroom at the sleepover listening to that song. Or like, yep. we used to sing it on Singstar. <laughs> I remember my friend had like the CD of Nelly Furtado. Like, I forget what album it was, but it was whatever album Maneater was on. And I used what to like, It's a red album cover, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, like a white, like... Yeah. Yeah, oh, I know. I, I can't think, that's annoying me, I can't think of it now. But, um, I was like, like if I was ever over in her house, like I would make her put off the CD. Um, oh, really? Yeah. That is, that is, that's really funny. I did, the same, I did the same thing though, because do you remember those SingStar games used to be out for PlayStation 2 years ago? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm nearly sure one of our songs was on that. And we used to sing it, it on SingStar. On SingStar. Yeah. Gosh, uh, that's so strange. Like, it's just childhood nostalgia. Last time I I don't, I don't actually remember the last time I heard one either. I know it's also quite big on TikTok. Like, at the minute, like, I've heard a lot of people using that song. Here's another thing I find weird about TikTok, right? Is that, do you know like, Jason Derulo is like, quite big on TikTok? And he does, like, dances yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. little, little kids now know Jason Derulo from TikTok and not his own music career, which is yeah, quite weird to me. I, like I knew Jason Derulo from like his music career when I was like younger. I used yeah, to but, think he was cool. <laughs> yeah, but like now if you ask kids who Jason Derulo but, like, is, but like TikTok. He's a TikToker. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like no, it's not it's actually. So it's weird. I know. I feel. I feel like old. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like we're not even that old, but like the amount of little kids that use TikTok to make you feel like. Yeah, I know. I think I think technology is like developing at like a really high rate as well. Yeah. So like a lot of kids does like they're like the, it's very different for them because oh, yeah. they've been they're being brought up alongside like technology, whereas like I don't know. I guess like when we were younger, like we didn't really have that. It's kind so of like, half and half. I think. Like, yeah, I think I got my first phone when I was like. Almost at like 14, 13, 14. Yeah. Like, so nowadays, like kids are having their first phone at like age nine, age 10. Yeah. And that to me is just scary. Yeah. It's it's strange um, to think because like the internet's a scary place. It is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> to have like kids like on there, it's it's worrying. But like. And I shouldn't really say this because it's really digital marketing, but that's what makes me not like TikTok. Yeah. Because it's like. All of it is just like kids. Most of it is just like kids. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's it's weird, but like I don't think like I remember when I was younger, like I would actually go outside and play. Yeah, like, same. I've never seen like you don't see that anymore because like yeah. everyone's like on their phones and like on their iPads, and it's it's strange, but it's a uh, different times. <laughs> I think like iPads and tablets really are just a way for kids nowadays, aren't it? Yeah. Definitely, like I think the only thing I had was my Nintendo when I was younger that like I used to play. Did you have a Nintendo DS? Yeah, I had yeah, Nintendo. Same. And I played like the Little Mermaid games. <laughs> like, really? 
Super Mario, yeah. Super Mario Brothers was like peak of that time though, wasn't it? It was fantastic. It I was. Like I have like, we have this like retro, like um, like Nintendo, like it's an old Nintendo thing. And like, we only, like I, we bought it because like it is like a vintage thing and I thought it was really cool. But it's got like the old Super Mario games on it. Like, oh, is it, a, is it a Super Nintendo? I think so. I don't even know what it's called. Like my brother, my brother's really into like um, technology stuff, and he loves like re- retro, like vintage, vintage, like um, like things. Yeah. So like we bought it, and then we've got like the old Super Mario game on there, and like the graphics are really pixelated. Oh, really it's hard. like proper. Yeah, I've got but, the same thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. But like, it's it's still good to play. <laughs> it's fun. I'm like a bit of a gamer nerd. Yeah, see, I like my since my brother would be into games. Like I would usually play like some of his stuff. Like I I love the game The Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And then I used to play Assassin's Creed. Oh, uh, like Assassin's Creed is like. Yeah. It is. It, it is. Um. I can't think of what else I used to play. Like, I wouldn't be into games that much, but, like, I have played, like, a few. Yeah, like, I think, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, with me, I just, like, I really like vintage stuff. So we had the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Sega Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. All the old. Remember, like, the Game Boy Advance, DSs. Yeah. I've got a Switch now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got... An Xbox in there as well. Mm-hmm. It's just doing stuff because I'm bored. From yeah, like lockdown. I'm like obsessed with playing Animal Crossing on the Nintendo Switch. Oh really? Yeah, because like well, nothing else. Well, it's not like schoolwork to do, but like I will play Animal Crossing for hours. <laughs> I haven't got it yet. Is it good? It's really good. It's like you have to like persevere through it. It's like at the start, like you're like your little characters in like a tent and like it's like it's it's quite like it's not like boring at the start but like it gets better like the more you play it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like I, what did i buy from the switch i got uh sonic mario at the olympics because sonic was like my game when i was younger yeah like mm-hmm. it's like my favorite game character and then i got mario kart because i play it with my boyfriend yeah and I haven't got, I haven't got, um, I haven't got Animal Crossing yet, but I'm going to because I used to play that on, I used to play that on the DS on the bus on the way to Farmers Club mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I, was, like, I only recently got Animal Crossing, um, just because like my like my friends were playing it like last year, but um, like I didn't see like the interest in it, and then I got it, and like I'm obsessed with it now. So like I think you should definitely get it. I will. I'll, I'll get it and let you know what I think of it. But <laughs> anyway, just to, fi- just to finish up then, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask at the end of every podcast. Lauren Ann, what is your Irish music gem and why? So I really love this band. They're, uh, they're a new like indie alternative band called New Dad. They're based in like Dundalk, I think. Oh, okay. uh, they recently released a song called uh, "I Don't Recognize You." That's what it is. Because right, so like it's an it's a really amazing song. They only released it recently, um, and like 
it's quite grungy. It's quite like alternative. And yeah. Like, but like they've just got a really, like an, a really amazing like vibe. Yeah. Uh, especially since they're like they're like an up and coming band. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they're really really fantastic, and I think that like they're gonna do really well in the future. That's cool. I will actually check them out because I haven't heard them before. Yeah, you definitely should. Um, yeah, it's 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 really really amazing. It's it gets stuck in your head. It's really really catchy. But for some reason, I blanked on the song name. <laughs> it's okay, you're fine. Um, so where can people find you? So I'm on Instagram. Um, I am on YouTube as well, but like I would be more active on Instagram. Um, my YouTube is just Lauren Ann, and then my Instagram is Lauren Ann underscore music. Um, yeah, that's mainly where you can find me. Just finally, what does the future hold for you? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> Hopefully, um, I'll be able to, like, after lockdown, I'll be able to get out and do some, like, gigs and uh, events and stuff like that. And um, I just want to keep releasing new music. Um, and yeah, hopefully the future is... I want to, like, I want to keep uh, working on writing music and, like, sort of building... Uh, I, I think I want to, like, release an EP sometime soon as well. Oh, I'm interested about this. Ron and all, if you listen, get this happening. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, hopefully the future is solves quite a few things for me. Thank you very much, and I look forward to seeing it. Thanks very much for having me. I absolutely love that chat. Thank you so much to Lauren for her time. Thank you to Birdfire Music for supporting the podcast. This podcast was edited and produced by Darren McNicholas. Also, Art and Gems podcast merch is now available on Teespring through the bios of all of our social medias. Thank you so much for listening.